Welcome to Real Success, the podcast for entrepreneurs wanting more. I'm Rob Christie. Executive and life coach Brent Hady will take you on a journey exploring the key pillars of real success, ultimately leading to your best life. Stay connected and experience the success that really matters in business and life. And now, here's Brent with today's episode. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Colleen Heidecker, Master Chocolatier with Colleen's Chocolates. And if you haven't yet had a chance to try Colleen's Chocolates, you have to. They are amazing. But Colleen is so much more than her chocolate. In fact, on her journey of getting to where she's now at, she's experienced a number of incredible things. All have contributed to the path that she's now on. Colleen grew up here in Edmonton. Her early interest in animals led her to a Bachelor of Science in Zoology and Animal Behavior at the University of Alberta while training the only dolphins on the prairies. Yes, you're right if you thought of West Edmonton Mall. She continued training, researching, and being in front of the public for almost two decades all over the world in places like the Bahamas, Florida, Las Vegas, and Denmark before coming back to Canada to be with family. And soon Colleen became fascinated by the extreme desert conditions of the Mojave Desert and its impact on athletes. And while organizing adventure races and trail run races in and around Las Vegas, Colleen's interest in health and performance of athletes at her races led her to create nutrient-dense, superfood-laced performance snacks. But when the athletes kept coming back because of the great taste, her creativity took over and she wanted to diversify and create snacks and desserts for everybody. And from there, she stepped onto the path that she's now on. The journey of meaning, purpose, fulfillment, and contribution as an entrepreneur has many ups and downs. And today, we get to talk about Colleen's story. So without further delay, let's get on to today's conversation. All right. Hey, Colleen, how are you doing today? I am fantastic, Brent. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. I've been waiting to have this conversation for a while. So right off the top, Master Chocolatier, what's your most popular chocolate? Salted caramelized and biscuits chocolate bar is our number one seller. It's the perfect combination of sweet, salty, crunchy, creamy, smooth. It, it, it's everybody's high notes. Yeah, and I've had that one and I absolutely love it. So it's not surprising that that's the, that's the most popular. But here's a different thing. Do you have a favorite one you love to eat or a favorite one that you love to make? Oh, I do. We have um, a pistachio and cherry bar that we haven't really launched to the public yet, um, but we do it at our virtual tasting events. And that one is, it's deadly. I need to, you know, make them and just ignore the tray of them and not eat them. I grew up <laughs> eating, you know, the Cadbury fruit and nut bar, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, wait a second, I'm a chocolatier. I can make my own chocolate. <laughs> So now I make this pistachio cherry bar and it's like a tiger striped with two types of chocolate. It's divine. Very nice. Yeah. One of the dangers of your business is, is uh, trying to just keep it aside and not overindulge yourself, right? Yes. We don't eat the profits. <laughs> no, no, that's not good for business. No. <laughs> so, and it's not just making and selling chocolate. You, you do a number of other fun and cool things. You know, tell us a little bit about what else your business involves besides that. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy because when I first started the business, it was really just 
make chocolate for friends and family. It wasn't going to be anything else other than that. And three years of growth, it changed drastically. So we started off, we mostly made bonbon truffle type things and chocolate bars. And then slowly it was like people wanted more. They wanted to learn. They wanted to experience. Right. So we started introducing these in-person events because this was, you know, 2018. And those slowly grew into not our main business, but a, a good part of it. And mm-hmm. then last year, it everything changed. And we went skyrocket and the virtual events have become our main source of income at this point so we still make chocolate bars because they're fun we do a farmer's market every week mostly to see our friends and eat all the things at the farmer's market (laughs) (laughs) that's our it's our day but really the business has switched into experiential and that's what people are really looking forward from us yeah and and uh that experiential piece is is powerful when you can mix it with the the very things that that you're creating and and uh and and the social time that goes along with it do you see then um it returning to an in-person version of that at some point when it's right to do so oh absolutely and even last year you know there was like okay, everybody, you can have 10 people outdoors. And I had all these people that were like waiting and they're like, this is the week we're doing it this way. I'm like, okay, we're, you know, and they have, you know, big giant backyards. And yeah, so yeah. we, you know, stand in this big giant backyard and kind of, you know, six feet apart. We'll, we'll definitely go back to it once we can, yeah. but the virtual events have opened up really nationwide for us. And right. so now we're doing events for people all across Canada every week. And it's yeah. incredible. Cool. So, so uh, you, uh, in terms of your passion, in terms of what you love about it, I mean, it's obvious what people love about it, what your, what your clients, what your customers love. So what do you love most about being a chocolatier and delivering the, the various services that you, that you now offer? For me, it's, it's bringing a bit of happiness to people. And that's really kind of our mission is, is happiness yeah. because everybody's got so much going on, right? And to be able to sit, even if it's just an hour and you're enjoying chocolates, either with a group of people that you're really close to, you're celebrating a milestone. We've had a lot of celebration uh, events and because people can't get together for that. But for me, I get to meet all these incredible people from all over the place and every event ends up being different because they all have different questions they have different things like we did an event oh probably four months ago and we had about seven gentlemen stay on the call afterwards because they're like okay we have all the science questions we want to ask you now (laughs) can you stay on for a little while and answer these questions (laughs) yeah and I was like yeah absolutely and they're like okay so the chemical calmed down and it was great and so for me I've always been that teacher, I, you know, I spent 20 years working with animals. I've always been that person that has that education fund component to what they do. And so for me to be able to do that yeah. is such a great opportunity. You know, at Christmas time, obviously we are hardcore focused on just making like chocolate bars and Christmas gifts. But for the rest of the year now, like we do these events, we have um, an event that we do at the Westin Hotel, which is part of their big experiential evening. And we love those things. So it's, it's a big difference for us. Nice. So, and that, uh, uh, 
that leads to what I wanted to, to talk to you about next, which is really kind of how you how you came to be where you're at. Uh, you know, you've had some some really interesting kind of career and life steps along the way, and and certainly as as you're just saying, you know, the teaching, the experiential element, the the creating that that sort of a um, an instance for people to to have that. Uh, to have that experience, to to learn, to create joy, to put a smile on their face. Uh, right now, it's manifesting through this business, but you've had some other ones along the way. I'd love to, I'd love to talk a little bit about those because uh, there sounds like some some that were that were really fun. Yeah. So where did it all begin? Where did it all begin? So <laughs> I was born in Edmonton. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually was really fortunate. I knew really early on what I wanted to do. Uh, and I was living in Edmonton. I was going to the University of Alberta. I was young when I started U of A. And I ended up, I took a Bachelor of Science degree and I did zoology and animal behavior. And the goal was to work with animals. Nice. And yeah. you know, originally I was like, I want to be a vet, but then I found out you have to put people's pets down. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> not that part of it. No. <laughs> and so I, I started off, I worked with dolphins and seals, and uh -huh. then it moved to killer whales, porpoises, sea lions, polar bears, grizzly bears, you name it. I've worked with it. And I spent 20 years traveling around the world, working in different countries, which was such an incredible experience because when you are immersed in another culture, like you're really immersed in it, you're living there day to day, right. you really get a different perspective of people and their lives and their language and their culture and all that. And so, you know, I've had so many years of dealing with so many different types of people. And so it was just a natural extension for the chocolate business to grow into this you know, we did spend three hard years of slogging it, as you know, yes. we've been friends for a long time. <laughs> yeah, there's been many times where you're like, you should rest. I'm like, I know, but I just need to work. <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and, and the, the, the shift, how did the shift kind of happen from, um, from working with animals, from being in so many places around the world and, and having those experiences in, in, uh, meeting people under you know getting to know cultures and and individuals at the same time into the food business um it was a very weird hairpin turn okay. <laughs> so i i was working with animals my last job was in vegas and i i was finding it very challenging to deal with vegas tourists they are a, a completely different type of tourist and um, I just, I wasn't having, I was, I loved the animals. I loved them. And I was not having fun at my job anymore. So it was time to go. Um, because I had been a, a working with animals for so long, I knew every facility around the world. I knew the challenges. Uh, and I just thought, you know what? I just don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So I actually became a race director. I used to put on mountain biking and adventure races and uh, trail running races. And I did that for a while. And I started making these um, superfood granola bars for the okay. athletes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the the problem was <laughs> our events started to become very popular and people knew they were going to get this bag of superfood granola bars. And we got to the point where we couldn't keep up making them because we, you know, 150 racers show up and they're all waiting for their bag of granola bars. And I'm like, right. Oh. These were in the race kits that they got. Yeah. yeah. And so, so then we said, well, we're just going to do the volunteers. But then we had a waiting list of like 30 people that wanted to volunteer at our events because they wanted these granola bars. I was like, okay, this is interesting. 
I then was uh, moving back and forth between Canmore and, and the States. And uh, a friend of mine was like, I'm teaching a learn to make chocolate class. I'm like, well, that sounds fun. I'll take that. Huh. Took the class from her, went home, made all these other chocolates that she never taught me to make. Went back the next day. I said, look what I made. She's like, I taught you none of this. I'm like, I know. She's like, do you want to work for me? I said, sure. Okay. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I started working for her. So I would work at her business at night when she was closed. I'd make chocolate bars. She'd sell them. And it really kind of sparked that, ooh, I'm good at this. And I started figuring out like, where can I learn stuff from? Who can I learn stuff from? Because I was teaching myself, but there was just so much more I wanted to know. And that's when I ended up going, getting my professional chocolatier certification and my master chocolatier certification. So even, even though it was a pivot, like you said, you know, kind of a hairpin turn, there was, there's really some, some natural progressions and, and, and sometimes really what, when we are, are open to opportunities that come along um, and willing to take some steps, you just kind of never know where life's going to take you kind of thing. Right. And, uh, and I, I, I mean, I, you know, like you've said, we've known each other for quite a long time now. I've always known you to be a, a very driven person. And when you get your, your interest in your mindset on something, you're going for it. Um, yes. You talked about, you kind of alluded to the fact that there was a few years of growth, of business development, of, of working very hard to, uh, to, to get yourself established. Tell me a little bit more about you know that phase of things, right? Yeah. Uh, your your education as a chocolatier as it's coming and then as it's shifted into actually turning it into a business. Um, what were some of the some of the hurdles, some of the challenges, some of the bumps that you've noticed along the way? Yeah, those let's call those the dark years. <laughs> the dark years. Yeah, we've yeah. all got the dark years. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's one of those things when you're building your business, and I, I see this with everybody. I saw it in me. I couldn't say no to anything. I had if somebody was like, Could you do this? Even if I was strapped to the max, yep, I'll get it done. And so I had a lot of weeks and months where I worked till three in the morning, I'd get a couple hours of sleep, I'd go back to work. And I was, I was very overwhelmed at the holiday seasons. I could not take any time to just sit down. It had to be work, work, work. And, right. you know, very unhealthy way to work. But I was, I was so focused that if I could just build to a certain point, then something would kind of that tipping point where people would go, oh, Colleen's chocolates. I got that. Oh, I know her. Mm-hmm. and and the funniest thing and you know this because we've talked about it I never I was like I'm never doing wholesale I'm never being in stores I'm never doing these things and last year we went oh you know what we're gonna do that <laughs> and it created an opportunity for us to be very uh, mindful of who we wanted to work with so we we don't just pick anybody and it also gave us a chance to start building some other relationships but it was three years of, you know, sort of busy, then insanely busy, but mm-hmm. also not managing stress, burnout, any of that. Just just go, go, yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And then everything last year, it just kind of fell into place. And we went, oh, wait a second. We've got this great group of clients. They're 80% of our business. So this 20% will do stuff for you, but you're not going to be, you know, keeping me up till three in the morning. 
Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. You know, and, and also letting go of some things. That was a big part. I was like, nope, I got to do everything. And now I'm like, no, I don't have to do everything. I can pass it off. <laughs> so I get, I get that mindset, right? That's kind of the typical entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I can't say no. I can, I can handle, I'd have to handle it all. I have to do it all. Um, in your particular business, people want chocolate at Christmas, at Easter, at Mother's Day, at, you know, those are the, you know, and, and then some, right? And, and there's that. Did you feel a sense of, I have to do more, especially now, almost around the clock, because uh, otherwise, um, you know, this is when they want their product i have to be able to deliver or they might go somewhere else or they might forget about me or i might not get known or you know was was that a piece of it that yeah for sure it, you know what here's there's two huge things that changed one before the pandemic the majority of our sales were at events so we would do trade shows we would do right. markets markets yeah we did not do delivery so that first three years, it was, you know, no delivery. That was just not part of our model at all. Yeah. The second the pandemic started, I said to my boyfriend, we're a delivery company now. And he's like, we are? I said, yes, we are. And he was like, nobody's going to order chocolate. And the second big change was, so the, all the markets and all the events left, mm -hmm. but we never in the past, because we're a small company, we were never in the past. Valentine's Day was not busy for us. Mother's Day was not busy for us mm -hmm. because that was a holiday where people were like, get the big bouquet of flowers, do the brunch with uh, your mama Mother's Day. Valentine's Day was that big fancy dinner. So people were spending the resources on that kind of stuff, not coming to us for chocolate. Mm -hmm. That all switched last year. And mm -hmm. we suddenly, those holidays became very busy for us. And so what we implemented was we did pre-orders and delivery mm -hmm. and that way I can manage my time and be like this is how much we're making and so those were two huge changes to our business that uh, we did not anticipate but have worked out really well for us so when do you when um and I I love that that change that also came kind of an opportunistic sort of a one Prior to that, it was on a, on a particular path. You had a, uh, a little bit of a mindset around how your business was needed to be. Um, and you kind of used that, you know, once it gets to this point, we'll hit a, we'll hit a, a tipping point and then um, your brand will be known and, and then things will open up. Um, but the opening up came in a, in a, in a really different way. Yeah. Um, you were experiencing some, some challenges, some impacts on your world. What did you notice at that point? Um, what was missing most from your life when it was kind of the dark years and prior to the this pivot that you've talked about here? Um, were there certain things that that you that you noted were were having a negative impact on you, or you noted that I wish it was different. I wish I had more for what? Yeah, uh, definitely for me. Like if I am not working out or physically active, mm -hmm. ooh, that's hard. That's my stress relief. And I wasn't, I was doing no working out. I wasn't even, I wouldn't even go for a walk. I was like, get up, zip out the door, head to work, work as many hours as you possibly can. 
if you're going to be falling over, just keep working. It's fine. And I didn't so much as realize that I needed to stop that habit as I had help come to me in so many different forms from friends being like, Hey, can I, can I help you today? Can I just come and hang out with you? And it was just so nice. And so passing over things, especially to Jason. So Jason's yeah. my, my partner and yeah. he, um, he's amazing. He sells chocolate in such a different way than I do. So we, we don't work at the booth together if we do, because he, he's a very different salesperson than me. We complement like, one another, right? We do. We're very different. But it gave me a chance to be like, oh, I don't have to make all the chocolate, do all the things and be at the booth selling all the time. He can do that as well for me. Uh, we've now implemented a system where we're, I'm passing the emails over to him. I don't have time to answer the emails anymore. And we missed a lot of opportunities in sales just because there was no way to get to them. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, some of the changes for me is now it's like, I'm trying to make sure I go walking every day because I need to do that walking. Mm -hmm. I started reading again. I love reading and I wasn't, I was not reading at all. I started reading again in like 2018. Well, I know so how I, much you love the reading. So it's I love it's, reading, you know, and you know, it yeah. becomes a, a need to find time for the important things and, and finding time is creating efficiencies or getting support. Yeah. So what uh, you, you, um, you had people that saw something in you that they felt was off, it sounds like, and, and then they, they offered and, and you accepted, which was, which is amazing. Um, of course, many entrepreneurs don't give away work, control, tasks, things very easily. Uh, how did you find that for yourself when, you know, when Jason offered, when others stepped up to say, hey, how can I help for you to, uh, to let go a little bit to free up some of this energy, emotional energy, physical time and so forth? Yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> I, uh, my yeah. personality type is, you know, you just keep going. I'm a worker bee. I've always been a worker bee. Um, when Jason first took over doing emails, I'm not going to lie. I was watching him write responses. <laughs> I was like, is he doing it right? You know, but he's really good because he's an editor as well. So he's very good at, right. he knows right. my voice and he knows how I would answer things. And so, right. He now is developing these relationships with these businesses as well, which is great because now I don't have to be the person that delivers, you know, that wholesale order. They have just as good a relationship as him as they do with me. The other thing that we added this year, I think we added it in March, was um, our tenant is a chef as well. And I now have her helping me 12 hours a week. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure what it was going to feel like having somebody else in the kitchen with me. But 12 hours a week is manageable to six hour days. And it's been great because now I can just say, just do this. And it's like, just make chocolate bars. I don't need you to do anything else. Uh, you know, if we have a big packaging project, all hands on deck yeah. and we package everything and it's just, it's made it. So now, you know, and even when friends would come and help in the past, a lot of times they'd be like, you know, that sneaky, oh, hey, I'm just in the neighborhood. I was like, oh, okay. You know, hey, do you have much packaging to do? Maybe we could just sit and hang out and I'll, I'll help you package. And I was like, yeah. And it suddenly, it, it registered my brain that just having one person come sit and have a coffee with me and package took three hours off my plate. 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I can go home three hours earlier. What is this? That's huge. And it's huge, you know, when you're working so much. And so I started asking for help, but again, I, you know, it's that I don't want people to feel like I'm always, you know, oh, could you just come and help me? So I was very hesitant to ask, but if somebody would offer, okay, yeah, that would be great if you could come and help me, you know, and yeah. we have one friend, she'd be like, oh, I just happen to be passing by your kitchen. Do you have any deliveries? I'm going to the West End today. It's like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> that really, it really speaks to the, uh, you know, to the person you are, and it speaks to the quality of the relationships that you've formed with, with so many people that they will step up like that. And, um, and it's a powerful lesson, I think, that we as entrepreneurs can, can learn it, it, to be able to let go um, and, and once you can do so and trust, if it's a person or a system, whatever it happens to be, that it's working well, then, then that emotional weight is taken from the shoulders and then oh, we yeah. get to repurpose. So what's the, what's the, the, uh, the biggest or the thing that you love most that's come from, uh, this process that you've been able to kind of put back into your world now? What's, what's the thing that you're most happy about being able to do again that you weren't able to do so much? Yeah. I mean, we touched on earlier, the reading. I love reading. I, yeah. I like to escape. Uh, I like to be in other people's worlds and, you know, live, live that life just in that book. That's been a huge one. But the second one is we've actually had the opportunity to create custom chocolate bars for businesses that we really really love you know they're the places that we spend the most time mm -hmm. and you know so now we have this beautiful custom bar at Kalina to go I eat there twice a week usually I love it there yeah, we yeah. did a custom bar for a coffee shop that we love we did one for a, a, a natural health food store we've got a new one which I can't say because it's secret but we have a new one coming All right. and it's well, stay tuned <laughs> yeah. And it's given me the opportunity to be like, I have space and time to develop and create something with another business owner that I love and put it out there. And so that's Beautiful. been a complete change because in the past, there'd be no way there's no time, you know, you got to go, 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 you got stuff to do. And so that's been fun. And then we've actually added, we never, we used to just do truffles sort of for a couple of years, just at Christmas time, because we just didn't have time to do them. And now we're introducing them as more of a permanent part of the collection. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's an opportunity where in the past there was, there was no time for doing truffles. So that's been fun. Nice. So taking advantage of opportunity to, uh, and time for those opportunities to do what fulfills you most, what, what you love, what, what challenges you in your profession, you know, that's, that's something that I think most business owners wish they had more time for. And, and when you can, when you can create the change as you have done over time, you know, over the years to get to a position where you don't have to do every little thing. And you especially don't have to do the things that you don't, you might be competent at them, but they're not what fuels you. Right. Yeah, and then exactly. you save that time, you save that energy and you put it into, into that next level or, uh, or that, that thing that, that just, get you up out of bed, raring to go, because I love that I'm going to get to do this today. Yeah. And you know, and it's so interesting, because about a month ago, I taught a course called Market Ready. So it's for new to Canada, 
new business owners. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because these people that I was teaching, you could literally see their shoulders loosen up and a sigh of relief when I was like, oh, we took three years to get to this point and then one year of massive growth to be where we are right now. And they were like, oh, I don't have to do this overnight. I'm like, oh my goodness, no, it does not, this nothing, there's not overnight success. It's years of building. And I think it took a uh -huh. lot of pressure off a lot of them to be like, I gotta be, you know, selling a thousand dollars at every single market and, and my business will be set. And I think hearing from somebody like me that did that slow burn and then huge growth, it was, it was good information for them. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what we don't see in the public realm, right? So often all we see is the, what appears to be, like you say, the overnight success, which when you get toward the backstory, you, you, you almost always realize it wasn't so overnight. Yeah, it's like a decade of work yeah. <laughs> and a viral video, you know, like, yeah, it takes a long time. And it's also, even with like, things like social media. And that was part of what we were focusing on when we were teaching is, you know, who are you in that social media world? What is the message you want to put out there and just stick to it and be consistent because, you know, for us, we're very wordy on Facebook. We have to tell a big story, Instagram. It's a pretty picture, but we have very different audiences that have then become our customers and they're looking for, that interaction from us but they know mm -hmm. that i disappear off of social media for big gaps of time right and yeah. it's okay <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah and that's 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 them knowing you and you knowing them and and you showing up in the way that um is right for you but is meaningful for your for your whole client base so yeah. so i want to ask you this um, you've, you've had a, you know, a long path that is, uh, is pretty incredible. You've been able to really, really understand and know, um, what fuels you, what, you know, what, what is your meaning, your purpose in terms of how you impact your world around you. And it has manifested many different ways. And now it continues to evolve and manifest in this particular way. If you could go back in time. Right. And if you could uh, talk to yourself at some point in the past and and give a key bit of advice based on what you've learned along the way, what's the what's the one thing you would tell your former self and, and why? Um, the first funniest thing would be get a bookkeeper. <laughs> right from, right from day one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we you know, we didn't know where we were at with the business for years. We just, we were kind of like, okay, I have enough money to buy ingredients. And I think for us, the, the thing I would tell myself would be, it's okay if you run out of chocolate to sell. It's okay if you leave some demand out there. Because that was a massive stress point for me. And, and the reason why I would spend so much time working till 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., because I thought if I don't have something to sell, if I sell out, people won't continue to come to me. They'll be like, oh, she just never has stuff. And it was so debilitating that I had to continue to make, to make, to make, to make 
when I could have taken that time to take care of myself, gone home, gone to bed, read a book, mm. spent some time with my family. Um, I really missed a lot of things because I couldn't get out of that. I have to make more chocolate. I can't yeah. have a half empty display. It's just, yeah, you know, and, and, and Jason would say, it's okay. It's okay to sell out. And I just, nope, it's not, I can't. And so it really led to a lot of, a lot of stress that if I could go back, I'd be like, you know, it's okay. They'll keep buying chocolate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What a, a powerful insight and powerful mindset shift to be able to, uh, um, to get to that space. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you've, uh, you've already talked a little bit about kind of what's coming next from the business and some of the new opportunity standpoint. What about from your own life standpoint? What's, what's next on the horizon in terms of living your best life and, and continuing to evolve along this path? Yes. Well, because I'm extremely nerdy, I want to do a book vacation where I go, I sit somewhere by myself and I read books a beautiful nice. view <laughs> like, I'm just like when can I go and do that <laughs> yeah what, I, what would you know, be what would be one key book that you would take on that do you, do you know uh you know one that you would love to wherever you're at um in that setting would be a perfect one for you to read off the hopper I okay I I do save books I am that person I buy them and then I'm like no um, I have one of my favorite series is his dark materials. And I would actually, he's got a new prequel series that I've been saving. I'm like, no, I need to be in the perfect space. So that book, uh, book of dust, Philip Pullman is definitely coming with me. I've been I, right. it's on my headstand. I look at it every day and I'm like, nope, it's not time. It's just, All not right. time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think for me, it, it, you know, it seems silly to people like you want to go and sit somewhere, but to just be able to, when you're reading a book, you can't do anything else. You just, you can't. And that for me is very relaxing. It gives me back yeah. my peace and it yeah. gives me back my ability to just be, you know, in that moment. And so that for me is, you know, we can't really travel anywhere yet, but we can do things in Alberta and absolutely. And yeah. Before long, that'll come. So I, I hope that you are able to create that experience wherever it may be um, soon so that you can uh, can enjoy and 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 then make that a regular occurrence oh yes oh yes <laughs> so what's the one what's the answer to the one question that i should have asked you here today but i did not oh let me see here probably stuff that's coming up in the future um you know now that we've been doing these virtual events we're seeing some really cool patterns with people and so we've got some ideas for some things we're going to create uh, that will help. We have some people, Zoom is not for everyone. It's just, it's very uncomfortable for some people. And so we've realized that we have the whole demographic of people that would love to have a chocolate tasting, but not have to be on Zoom. They want to just be at their house. Mm -hmm. So we're going to create a new product where you'll get a video of me doing the tasting and you follow along. And so we're really excited about that. But also Jason is, you know, he's, Jason reads scientific papers for fun. That's his thing. <laughs> um, so we're talking about doing a paper together about taste and flavor and oh, seeing if we can get it published somewhere. Yeah. 
it'd be it'd be fun to work on and then we're working on what we're calling like a super taster event which would be like a longer maybe two three week event where you would come once a week for a couple weeks because we have so many things like the tasting events we do right now are amazing but we have like an expanded version so i think for us we're now moving to that creativity point where we want to create some really new things as we talked earlier it's always hard to be like okay when do we create that though (laughs) but yeah so i think that's going to be fun to just have an opportunity to do that nice well and i and i've had a chance to participate in an online tasting with you and that was a lot of fun and of course the the chocolate was amazing um i've visited you at the markets and you talk about the smile on people's faces i just love looking at my daughter's face when she's looking at all the choices and deciding which one that she's going to get on that particular day and and these new things that you've got coming down the pipe sound equally as amazing so if if anyone is wanting to find you whether it be to order some chocolate or to find a market you're at or hopefully participate in one of these events, where can they go? Where can we tell them to find you um, and check things out? Yeah, so easiest is our website. So colleenschocolates.com. We update that with everything that's going on. And then we're pretty we're pretty busy on our Instagram and our Facebook. And so they're both just Colleen's Chocolates. And oh, we chocolate. try and keep everybody yeah. updated with what's going on there. But yeah. And we, you know, the funny thing is as a business owner, um, the fastest way to reach me is on Instagram. <laughs> if yeah. you email me, I'll get it. And Eventually. I might pass it to Jason, but yeah. <laughs> if you just need me, just Instagram me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time today to talk, Colleen. It was great to, to just have this opportunity. We haven't had a chance to chat like this in a while. Um, and even for me to learn a little bit more about you and your path and, and, uh, and how things are going. And I look forward to catching up with you again down the road when we can maybe do this again and hear the, the next phase of both the evolution of your chocolate business as well as you living more and more of, of this ideal life of yours. So uh, thanks again. And uh, I look forward to talking again soon. Thanks so much, Brent. This was awesome. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode resonated with you and inspires you to take a step towards achieving real success and experiencing your best life. If you got value today, please consider writing a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or click the like button on this episode wherever you're listening. Then please share it with a business owner that you know really needs to hear its message. I appreciate your help in extending our reach to support entrepreneurs everywhere. Don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you love to listen so that you can get notified when all new episodes are released. And one last thing, if you're ready to step onto your pathway of change and want to dive even deeper into the seven pillars of real success, go to my website at entrepreneurialfreedom.ca and you'll find a link to my post called The Seven Pillars of Real Success. I know it will help. The website once again, entrepreneurialfreedom.ca. We'll be back soon with our next episode. Until then, be healthy, be happy, and have a day full of real success.